Chad Prather rose to internet fandom as the man who's unapologetically Southern. Keith Oaks is a published author who failed his way to success. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only a Southern Spitfire and a millennial mogul can. Take off your sport coat, grab a beer, and enjoy the conversation. This is Second Shot with Chad Prather and Heath Oaks. All right, here we are back again for another Second Shot. We got Zach and Matt in the house. How are you guys doing? I'm doing all righty. How are you? Good, good, good. What's How's up, Matt? Heath? It's been a while. It has You're been a while. you always in here. You just never plug up I the microphone I'm, for I'm, some reason. I'm the silent one he's hanging like the out guy, in the background. He's like the guy in the corner over there just watching, you know, <laughs> exactly. playing with the computer. The strong, silent type. Yeah. 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 Well, it's just myself, Zach, and Matt today. Um, last couple of weeks have been crazy with with everybody, including Chad. And yeah, where, where in the world is Chad Prather? He's like California not, or something. That should be a good thing to start. Like where in the world? You know, like <laughs> yeah. uh, what was where, that? Where Carmen, Carmen San Diego. Yeah. That's Carmen right. San Diego, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we do that with Chad and have like something that would be funny. <laughs> yeah, you know, he see he's literally been gone like Monday through Friday last two weeks in a row now, and and trying to get that plugged up is always fun. Yeah. as we know. Did y'all do anything fun this weekend? Did y'all watch the fight? I did watch the fight. Yeah, watched it. Watched it on Twitter of all places, uh, in, in a very—I'll be honest—very, very poor quality stream on my phone. Uh, <laughs> not certainly not the most engaging way to watch a fight. But I'm not a boxing fan. I have not watched a lot of boxing. Really entertaining fight. It just yeah. was like, oh yeah. man, I, I was really into it. How about you, Matt? I spent all of Saturday out in Glen Rose while my wife got her hair done. Oh, no, no. <laughs> fun. So that was my it's time. Yeah. It was my penance for. I don't know what I did wrong, but I was I was paying for something. I'm not sure. <laughs> what? Not sure what it was. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds like the typical husband uh, um, Saturday. Very almost much. it seems like these days. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It was presented to me like, hey, I got to go get my hair done. I want to go out to Glen Rose. And I was like. Cool, I like Glen Rose. Let's go. I'm thinking, you know, it'll be a couple of hours. It ended up taking four, four or five for hours hair. for hair. Yeah, and then you know, it's a two hour drive there and back. And when we went to Granbury and ate, so it was an all day affair. Wow, for yeah, hair. Man. That's you, for yeah, hair. You the, Somebody very good. I did. I did. We had a, a friend's twentieth uh, wedding anniversary. I oh, watched wow. the fight and uh, getting ready for the routine with Jenny's. First week of work back last week. Right, yeah. How's, how's things in the homestead? How's things great? Threatened? Great. She's doing good. She's starting to sleep like a champ. Pretty proud of her. Oh, yeah? Slept solid eight hours last night. I was happy. And so that that's nice, you know, because Jenny's work schedule and mine, you know, is so crazy different. And so it makes this interesting. And obviously this weekend with a lot of our, our thoughts and prayers go out to everybody in Houston, South Texas, and General Corpus Christi, Rockport, that whole Gulf Coast is tragedy of one of the largest what are they they're calling it one in a thousand year floods and yeah. storms and things i mean it's yeah. both of you guys have people affected that you know in houston and you know that was going to kind of where we're going to start with some of these headlines but we're going to kind of start at a headline that's a little bit different than i think you may come off of on with this um type of deal but what read them off there's that cajun navy heads to texas to aid harvey rescues the Cajun Navy is kind of a, an, an informal network of good Samaritans with small uh, small watercrafts, boats, uh, flatboats, airboats, that kind of thing. Uh, and they got put together about 12 years ago after Hurricane Katrina. They just kind of formulated on social media, people who wanted to help out. And they're kind of uh, rallying again to help Houston get together, you know, get out there with boats and just see what they can do and help people out and get people off their roofs into shelters. And, and they said in there that because Houstonians were so good to them that back when Hurricane Katrina happened, they wanted to return the favor. Right. And if you have watched any of the footage, if you'll look in it, you'll see like like in that video right there, look at that. That's like a ski boat. Like there are nice ski boats and things because 
everybody is literally using the interstate. It's amazing to watch not only people from Louisiana, but people all over Texas, from Houston, from everything, that if they have personal boats, they're dropping them off off the interstates and going out and helping rescue people. I mean, because, you know, the the, the cities and our, go- and our government and everything can only have so much at their hands. Nobody can ever prepare for a one-in-a-thousand-a-year flood, right? Right, right. Yeah. And what's, that's, that's really what this is. It, like, it wasn't even hitting Houston. What'd you say? Yeah. It was like 200 miles away or oh, something? Oh, yeah. Well, the main, was the, yeah, the main hit was a long ways away, the eye of the storm. But this is, is the water, and it's not over yet, today being a Monday. But I want to go back to this. Humanity and good people are still alive and well. Mm, what I'm absolutely. loving is that what I'm hearing on all the stuff is, yes, this is not something to take lightly. There's a lot of people's lives at risk. Unfortunately, the death toll will probably rise. A lot of people having to be on their roofs get rescued. But you know what? I'm hearing over and over of people loading up if they had jet skis, if they had flat bottom boats to go down there to help rescue people at no care of their selves. People from Louisiana coming to return the favor. What they, like, like good is still alive. Yeah, yeah. And we all love to sit here around and every day talk about negatives, the bad things in the world. That's what everybody puts out. But looking around, all I'm hearing is good stories after good stories after good stories of people willing to help oh, for yeah. no reason at all. And I'm loving it. I'm loving the fact that it's not dead. Like, good people are still out there. What yeah. do y'all think? That's, that's, that's the reason to smile in times like these, I think. Yeah, you can look at news reports and you can see all these boats in the background of people just helping people out of the water, yeah, getting people to and from, getting them supplies, whatever they need. And that's, it's important. It really is in times like these. Yeah, in troubled times, it's, it's good and we, to see but this we, kind of But we need happening. to be doing it without the troubled times. Like, we need, <laughs> well, sure. you know, a lot of, I love it when people will, because my wife being in the news and media, right, they'll, they're like, why don't y'all put more good stuff out there? Well, because the majority of you don't like good stuff. You all want negative. Right. Y'all, whether sure. you, whether y'all all like to blame them for, it, but you're the one. You won't watch it if it's good. If there was a good news network, the majority of you love to sit around and be sour and find something to gripe about. So you will never watch it. Yeah. So they can't afford to have it on. There's, but there's, they're the ones that would gripe about it. There's a reason they put that stuff towards the end of a newscast is because, <laughs> because yes. like the people tell you what they want to watch and the yeah. people tune in at the, at the beginning because they want to see the weather and they want to see what bad has happened. What right. bad has happened. And it bleeds, it leads, of and, course. And you know, it, Zig Ziglar always said that, you know, he said when people come up and say, you know, Zig, when I'm feeling down, I just pop your tapes on in and get to going. He's like, why don't you listen to it when you're up? <laughs> just stay up, right? There's no way around putting out right now all of the good that people are doing to help the Houstonians out because the the stories are just off the wall crazy. And I'm, I know that people not from Texas get really annoyed at us Texans yeah, because they, you know, are state pride. I sure. didn't understand yeah. that state pride was not what everybody did until I moved outside of Texas. And when I moved to Florida, it was so funny. On any given, on any any given pool or beach in Texas, you will see some chick with a Texas bathing suit on, and some dude will have a Texas flag tattoo somewhere oh, on his course. body. Yep. I, right? Absolutely. If you go to yeah. any pool or beach for five hours, that's going to happen. I thought that was normal. Well, when I was in Florida, I never seen a chick walking around with Florida bathing suit or some dude with a Florida tattoo. <laughs> and when you say it, it's even kind of funny. Yeah. Unless it's Texas, and it's so funny. But I will say there's people that are being interviewed that weren't from Texas, they were getting rescued, they were everything, go, look, this makes me never want to come back to Houston except for the fact that everybody is so nice and helpful. I love the fact that, yeah, Texas pride can probably be very annoying, and if you're not from Texas, you're probably even more annoyed now because Texas is going, we're going to stand strong. But 
at the end of the day, what I love is the Texas banding together. We're not hearing about uh, looting. We're not hearing about devastation, taking advantage. We're hearing of different people yeah. from Louisiana to the whole parts of the coast coming together to help save people. I saw a video of the most Texas thing ever, which was a police escort of a cattle drive down the highway because <laughs> they had to move the cows out, yes. of, the, out of wherever they were. Yeah. yeah. And now, have y'all lived in any other states or been around? And real, I mean, I, it's, I honestly, you know, being in Florida and stuff, I never saw Florida tattoos. Or anything, but in Texas, I mean, every good redneck's got a good Texas flag somewhere. Oh, on I've got problem. multiple friends with Texas yes, tattoos. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. I do, too. I do, too. <laughs> absolutely. And it's not a weird thing. No. Uh, no unless you're outside of Texas. My and sister has a Texas tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's one of those really, really next-level things. But I will tell you that I believe that if you look for good, good will find you. I believe that if you do the right thing, when it's time for somebody to do the right thing for you, they'll come back. The people around Houston, Houston in general, helped, did the right thing and helped Hurricane Katrina out in a big way. And so in return, these Navy, the, these Cajun Navy guys, as they call themselves, mm-hmm. are in return coming to help them back out because they took the brunt of it to help them out in it. And I think it goes back to that old adage, do up for others as you wish done upon you. And, yeah. and I think that sometimes in these times especially, let's look at and be – uh, happy in the fact that good people are still out there and good people are still looking for good. And let's pray for all the people in Houston that are stuck in the situations they are in and that, that a mighty rebuild will come in return and every Texas flag tattoo will come and rise again for everybody, you know. Mm. So here, thinking here. of all you guys, and uh, it's good. People are good. <laughs> He likes cowboy hats and boots. And he's a suit and tie kind of guy. Chad Prather and Heath Oaks host more of Second Shot coming up on RNCN. Hey everybody, it's Chad here. And if you know anything about me, you know that I read a lot of books, at least three to four a week. And there's one that I've read several times. It's by my buddy, Heath Oaks. It's called Ignorance on Fire, Failing Your Way to Success. If you want to have your life changed in your business, in your relationships, in the way you look at the world of success, you need to pick up Ignorance on Fire. Go to Amazon.com, buy the book, leave a review. I promise you, you're going to love it. Go get it today. Ignorance on Fire by Heath Oaks, Failing Your Way to Success. Ready, aim, fire. Second Shot is back for another round on the Real News Communications Network. We are back on the second segment of Second Shot. Always have to slow it down and really, I can't, you know, I can't talk very well as it is. It's a tongue twister. And, and to add the tongue twister, you know, that's why I want Chad back because he does a much better job at the intro thing on it. And, and I would much rather have him back on that one. That's for sure. Didn't he have some kind of background in foreign languages or something? Chad's a mysterious knows. guy. Every time yeah. He, yeah, Chad, uh, something new comes out all the time about him. Yeah. Who knows he's a doctor probably, too. Not certain he's not a foreign spy of some sort. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he probably, he's he probably, a yeah. transplant Texan spy yep he probably served time in the military or something psychology yeah. who knows yeah that nobody knows time about the mob for all i know yeah we will find out chad we <laughs> we'll get to the bottom of this yeah yeah get some reporting done on you um <laughs> you know kind of speaking of what we did this weekend and stuff the bar that that i have part in and the garage bar down tyler man they they were packed out this weekend for the fight obviously the fight was huge and oh yeah I got to watch a fight, you know, Zach said he kind of watched a little bit and Matt didn't watch it, but I'll, have you watched replays of it? Yeah. yeah, I've seen, I've seen 
the the bits and pieces that matter. It was much more entertaining <laughs> yeah. than expected. Yeah, sure. Um, now I got a good headline from the fight because obviously we got to bring up this fight, but I want to bring up a little different twist. I think than what most will probably bring up on it is the headline says Conor McGregor has auditors in quotations like expletive sharks for Floyd Mayweather fight purse. So what he's talking about, he basically got auditors just all over making sure he gets what he's owed because the way that they're paid out, uh, Conor McGregor expected to make somewhere around $100 million for that fight. It's good money. Not it's too not shabby. It's good money if you can get it. Yep. Um, yeah. And what the auditors really are for, because he's guaranteed like $30 million, but depending on the pay-per-view sales, he gets a percentage of all the pay-per-view sales, right? So, And Floyd owns the promotion company that does all of that, right? That's he, He's turned boxing into... Yeah, you know, the business that he's done so well at. Right. Conor McGregor's good, like I got people all over to make sure we get ours, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, he also spends about a million dollars a year just on his clothes. <laughs> uh, they're great suits, though. Hey, they're, 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 yeah. it's one hell of a suit. It's money yeah. well spent. Yeah. Conor McGregor, he's expected to collect around a hundred million. I mean, they say Floyd could make hundred and fifty to hundred eighty million for that fight. He only owes the government about sixty million dollars in taxes, so he better get after that one. He was like, I don't know how I'm going to spend it, but he did announce afterwards that he is, uh, he's an Irishman, right? It said yeah. he brought his bottle of what he called his notorious Irish whiskey, so he's launching his own Irish whiskey brand of liquor, and he, right. he announced that. I'll that a shot. there. Yeah, um, I'll try it. Then launching a fashion line with his personal clothing person. Okay. Um, there's so many ventures that he's bringing in. Uh, he says he's building a lot of brand. The money's good for me. I'm blessed. I'm happy. I'm in the right position. At this stage, and as long as I'm tactical, make some smart decisions, and don't do anything stupid, I'm set for life. Now, I bring all that up because they're, they're making a lot of money on this, and there's so many people that are in to judge like them making this kind of money, making this uh, a smart business decision for them. Yeah. Why in the hell would we be mad at them for making smart <laughs> business decisions and making money? What's wrong with that? Yeah. Is there something wrong with that, or am you I know, just crazy? No, I mean, I, I, honestly, it's got to it's got to bother him a little that he lost because why wouldn't he? I mean, he's would a it bother you I, a little? I mean, I, just because oh, he's a competitor. So I you, mean, he, you he, would be upset that you got a hundred million dollars. No, no, no. Here's what would bother me: it's the fact that I could have gotten more, and I would have. He wouldn't have got any more. There was no extra incentive for any of them to win it. God, I guess you're right. It was all percentage off pay per view sales and stuff. Well, shoot, it was a yeah. business move. Yeah, I'd have done it. <laughs> I mean, why not? I will stand in the ring and get plummeted for a hundred million. Yep, I do it for less than that. What are you talking about? I mean, it's true. Here's the thing: I did it for a hundred. Why do we think in today's world that, like, we judge people in the sports world, right, in any which way, shape, or form, to do when they exploit any of their notoriety to make money? But yet, Taylor Swift can, you know. Hold the whole world off for one release and shut down the internet and make tons of money, but nobody's sitting there judging her for doing. It's all entertainment, right? Like, like the I hate the purist that are so purist, the boxing purist, the football purist, the <laughs> all these purists, right? We wouldn't be able to watch it unless it was something that made money because there wouldn't be a TV and advertisers to pay for it for us to watch it. I mean, right? It's like money. athletes are only supposed to do it for the love, yes. for the love of the game. Yes. Yeah. No. Like he's doing that when he's not at his day job. Yeah. No. <laughs> right. No. You know what? Next time you and somebody says that, I'm gonna go. Well, you, why don't you just start doing your job for the love of your boss? Yeah. Exactly. Not gonna happen. Go do it because you like it. Yeah. I'm sure they'd love that. Yes, but they want to make money too. Look. I call it pure genius. They made one of the most entertaining spectacles of the year 
by all the antics they did, mm-hmm. and I, Heath Oaks, joined in on paying money to watch that fight. Yep. And if you're Conor, if you're Conor McGregor, what was the downside there? Absolutely. If you lost, you lost a boxing match. You're not a boxer. You're not if, a boxer. If you win, that's the greatest thing in the world. Yes. That sure. would be a, that would have been an incredible story. You yep. nailed it. It hurt his legacy zero. Yeah. Sure. Now only more people know who Conor. Now he's launching. See, he's a smart businessman. Had his Irish whiskey set to launch. His personal brand set to launch. Knowing after this fight, he's going to be so known. He can launch these brands and boom, 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 start selling. Yep. He practically expected to lose. And it worked great because even if he, yeah, even if he lost, it would have been like, well, he's the underdog. He'll get him next time, you know? And Mayweather, meanwhile, quietly retires. Problem solved. Like, and, and who are we looking at now? Conor McGregor. Like, it's, it's fantastic. It was nothing but a good play for him. Like, my thing is, is start looking more outside the box. Start looking at, see, here, here's the thing. When that first probably all came about between Mayweather and Conor, it was all probably like, oh, that's crazy. But because they sit there and looked at it for a little bit, it made sense. Sometimes we get so pigeonholed in our little holes of thinking that whatever we're looking at, you know, when you come up and you think, man, that person that come up with that great new invention that was just like, how did they think of that? That is awesome, right? It's somebody (laughs) who is looking for opportunity versus looking for the negative. Right. You know, he, he, they probably scheduled the fight out long enough so he could get his brand of whiskey ready and all that he goes i'm going to take advantage of this and i don't give a hell what any of you say and i don't understand why us in society you know i love it when people go uh well the the bible says that the money is the root of all evil well it says the first part is the love of money is the root of all evil i would say money is pretty important like it ranks up there with breathing and eating (laughs) um and let's be serious if if you have zero money Is it not it's pretty, pretty bad? You're as in much yeah. nobody likes to admit it, right? It's one of those things that nobody likes to admit. But the truth of the matter is, it is super important. Right. If you start doing things only because of money, that's when things become a problem. When the love of money lets you stick it to your neighbor, your friend, your coworkers, when the love of money makes you absent of your kids' lives, an absentee husband, mother. Uh, wife, whatever, that's the issue. Making money is not bad. I don't care who you are. When people say, well, see, they're rich and they're not happy. I'm going to tell you something. I've been broke and I've got money and I'm much happier when I've had my money, okay? <laughs> yeah. Because you know what? The same problems I've had when I was broke were right. just were just like times 12. Yeah, you, okay? don't, you don't see anybody frowning on a jet ski. You know yes, what I mean? I, I right. <laughs> but, but again, but money, but there, it is still all material things. Right. I could lose it all tomorrow and give it all up tomorrow and I'm okay. Sure. Would I be trying to fight to get back with it? Absolutely, I would. I don't love it to where it makes me put all of my priorities aside. Right. But you know what? I'm going to capitalize when it's time to capitalize. These two capitalized on their moment. And I believe sometimes us as, as, as a society, we stay pigeonholed whether or not we're working in an environment, right, that we're working for somebody and we see a great idea and instead of capitalizing on it on our own because we're scared, we don't ever act on it because we're, we're looking one way. There's so many things around you that – that take it, and whether it is capitalizing on growing the business you work for, your employer, making them better, I promise you in the long run, it'll work out for you as well. But stop being so narrow-focused. You've, you've made allusions before to 19-year-old Heath Oaks yes. versus 29-year-old Heath Oaks. 19-year-old Heath Oaks wasn't necessarily an unhappy guy because he was living in Tyler. 19-year-old Heath Oaks had good times. Absolutely. It wasn't so bad. Like no. It was fine. You were happy. Yeah, but, come on. But, and, and that's thing is, I'm not saying if you're broke or if you're rich. That means you're rich. That means you're happy. Right. I'm just saying, having 
the money and not the financial is not a bad thing. Right. We don't need to be judging all these people if they have money or not. Like it's it's not a bad thing to shoot for. That I don't you know I'm I'm tired of that that society that is um it's a bad thing to seek money. It's a bad thing to trample people, to give up your character, to give up your integrity and to love it so much that you'll screw anybody for some money. That's the issue. The issue is not making money. Because I can tell you something, the ability to help others, all those people that got money because they got boats, we're able to save an extra thousands of people in Houston right now because they had enough money to have a boat. So it's not a horrible thing. No. But you don't need to sell your child for money. Okay? You don't need to sell the ability to be a father, a mother, a husband, a wife, and love money so much that it runs everything you do. Mm-hmm. But there ain't nothing wrong with it, folks. And I can tell you, you can be happy broke, and you can be also really happy rich. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to come back in the third segment of Second Shot. Now that's what I call ignorance on fire. More of Second Shot with Chad and Heath still to come. To all of my friends in the great state of Texas, if you would like to cut your power bill in half tomorrow, go to energyogre.com, put in the promo code WATCHCHAD. I will tell you that I have saved over 65% on my first year using energyogre.com. They do all the work for you and they save you money at the same time so you never have to worry about it again. Again, go to energyogre.com, promo code WATCHCHAD and save some money. Kick off your boots or suit up. The choice is yours. Welcome back to Second Shot with Chad and Heath on RNCN. I got to tell you, Zach, I'm getting disappointed in all of our listeners. <laughs> well, you know, they, they got it where it counts. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, I forgot to bring this up at the beginning of it earlier, but just so everybody knows what we do to kind of do a recap on, we take your headlines and things and we like to try to make them, uh, twist them to your life to help you personally, business-wise, in any which way, shape, or form. We try not to get into too much of the exact headlines. Sometimes we do, but it's more so figuring out how we can bring some humor into the inspirational, motivational world and bring any nuggets along the way that we can that, that Chad or myself or anybody have, have been through that can maybe help you out during your journey or whatever it is of what we've learned at this point. And secondshotcast at gmail.com is where you can send anything, whether it's questions, comments, Anything. You, headlines you, you would love to see us spin. Whatever you want to do, send them to us at secondshotcast at gmail.com. Send them in, people. Um, we're needing them. <laughs> and, and, you know, tag us on it. Share this with your friends, with your family. Send it out on your LinkedIn, on your Twitter, on your Facebook. Put it out to people. Let's get the word out. We're, we're growing um, at a slower pace. Uh, growing, but it's at a slow pace. Let, let's ramp this up some. Yeah, let's get something going. We got YouTube. You got timestamps on there. You can link to an exact point in the episode. You can say, hey, check out this funny thing I heard or send it to somebody. It's easy, I swear. Love it. So I wanted to ask you. Yep. Brighton. Yep. Has she found her hands yet, that thing? She she found her hands in her mom's womb. <laughs> we so came out already there. All we, right. we, no, seriously, we never could get a sonogram picture of her face. It, her hands were always, in, we thought, just always in front of her Literally every sonogram picture on arms in front of her face. She came out, and in the first day, she was sticking her hand in her mouth. Oh, man. So yeah. in the womb, she must have had her hand in her mouth almost the whole time. And I loved it because leading up to it, Jenny was like dead set on her child would not suck her thumb or anything. <laughs> and oh, really? And needless to say, 
there was no choice because it was being done in the womb, <laughs> nothing to do about it. It's right? too late. It's too late, and yeah. I love it. Um, and and she she can she is ignorance on fire, man. She keeps trying to stick the whole fist in her mouth, <laughs> yep. and it's just not quite doing it. But she doesn't give up, my I girl. Hear, I hear there's a lot One of people day. that are anti the thumb sucking. I, I mean, I guess that's probably a good thing. No, I don't, I don't know that? the science. I, I haven't heard that. that. Yeah, what what's the theory? I think there? it's just more so anything that is something that is attached to so hard that it's hard to break up, right? Just just having general yeah. where right. you pacify your thumb, you're I mean, let's be honest, how many kids in kindergarten didn't get made fun of if they were sucking their thumb? You know what I mean? Yeah, all right. That's it's one of those fair. you just don't want yeah, to... You just don't want to build that habit okay. early. Well, yeah, hey, maybe. Well, I don't yeah. know. I mean, I really didn't care. And and Jenny obviously <laughs> didn't stick to it because it didn't matter because she was sticking her whole hand. She doesn't do the thumb. I'm talking about whole fist. She really goes for it. All of it. <laughs> well, there's only, you know. <laughs> um, is, she, is she talking yet? Oh, no, she's no, 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 no. Yeah, but she's making noise. I mean, yeah, she's, she's making yeah. noise. She's paying attention some. She's shooting up, taking a look. You know, it's pretty amazing to watch like as they start to, they're, they're, they start to actually react, you know, like yeah. watch and notice things. It's pretty crazy. She's yeah. sending in emails at secondshotcast at gmail.com. <laughs> pretty much. She's pretty much already doing that. She's got her first lemonade stand ready to be open any day now. Yep. Yeah. We, already, we, already got our, we already got our deal with the Better Business Bureau. Yeah. Excited to get started. You know what's interesting is the the aspect of, parenting and how people try to line you up for it and that there's really nothing that can be done there's there, there's no preparing for what parenting and how much it does change things and what it does and, and the absolutely times of sleep deprivation that gets you and you get frustrated but then the look of that little girl and things that just changes a whole lot that your priorities can change pretty quickly i can tell you that i i have such a found respect for the single parents mm. it's unreal mm. you know in all the other countries and everything i mean it, the village raised the children i mean that that's what it was and in today's world and a lot in our culture especially it's not like that anymore right like if you go into india and go to some of those it's still the same way the villages still raise the kids you know right. because it takes a village <laughs> i mean it really does it's yeah. no that's where the joke. phrase comes from yeah, yeah it yeah. takes a village i believe it yeah yeah no and, and it's true and and i it would go back to the money topic you know I was telling Jenny the other day, I was just telling her, I just was thinking about how grateful I was that we were so, we were blessed enough financially to not worry about where the next diaper came from. Sure. And how serious I take that aspect of, I think having that, if one of the most important things I can tell people, I think on, on your road to finding yourself to happiness is, is having a grateful heart and figuring out the way to be grateful, even when things aren't. And, and I'm not, um, Superman to be inhuman from it, right? Like I, I, I definitely at times go, I want bigger things, nicer, something else here and there, and I get looking past it. The self-awareness grabs me. You know, like I said, we have that board walking out. You got to write what you're grateful for for the day and what your goals are for the yeah. day. That always helps bring you back into that realization of being grateful for what you have while not saying you have to be satisfied. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying to be sad, you know, be satisfied that you don't want something more or or you're not trying to shoot for something else, but being grateful for the things that you have can make a massive, massive impact. You know, Jenny and I were at a charity event for, um, it's uh, Save My Hands or My Hands. Uh, I can't remember. It's, they just opened up, and we're there on Wednesday night, and Jenny was uh, one of the celebrity like uh, sponsor deals trying to grab some people, and it was for single homeless um, mothers. Oh, wow. Um, that uh, a place for them to, to stay while they were pregnant. That's I mean, a great preg cause. pregnant, yeah. homeless. I mean, like such a different reality of what it means now right than it did before like the single parents in general i can't fathom right. being able to accomplish it and the ones that do 
<laughs> don't ever try to fight them because they have to be so tough and so resilient that that is somebody you don't want to go up against. So I'm curious because then we talked about this right when you got back after Brighton was born, when you first came back for the show and you said, man, there's, there's really nothing that anybody could have said to prepare me for it. You probably still appreciated any advice people offered, but at the same time, I understand that there wasn't anything there. So, would you have anything to say to somebody other than you're doomed? I, I, <laughs> nothing, no, I, I, I appreciated help. everybody's advice, but it is something that uh, how I because I, I tried almost everything everybody's told me, and it's just trying all of those things till what works for your your child, right? Yeah. Like it's so funny how different they can be. Knowing why you're ha- having a child is important. Ahead of time, big time, and I think having your you you got to have your ego in check. Like I think you got to have your ego in check to not only be a phenomenal husband but to be a phenomenal father as well. Your ego's got to be in check that you can't be raising your kid in what you want your kid to be. The most important thing I believe a part of my success is that I was the annoying kid that always said why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was the annoying kid that questioned everything. That's a success story if I've ever heard it. Yeah, <laughs> but, I remember but, that kid. But I wasn't going to just do what the pack did. And because of me questioning things, I didn't follow just everything, right? I made my own beliefs. I made my own reason of thinking. Yeah. And it's important that sometimes what we do as parents is we, our ego, we want our kid to be like we were, right? Or to do those things. And we push those things on them where the reality is you need to let your kid be your kid, right? Sometimes we don't need to stop them from falling off those monkey bars. Sometimes they need to take the chin, to the bar and, and, and get some stitches in it and learn, well, I might need to think about that a little longer before I just jump out there. Yeah. Mm. And that's the hard thing. I think the ego being out of the way that I already, you know, I'm already so much thinking. Like, my goal is to be the best husband in the world that my daughter will never be able to be with a man that does not 100% love and appreciate her. Like, she gets to see her father with her mother on a daily basis. Yeah. And my wife is my number one priority, hmm. still is. My child is second. And I think that too many marriages fail after a long time because the child is first and their marriage is second. Man, that's, a, that's, that's something profound. Yeah, there's something there. Your kid is going to be without you one day, and they need to be without you one day. Your spouse is number one. You need to be the – if you're the best for your spouse, if your child gets to see that rate go, growing up, then you're not dependent on them. So when these kids go off to college and all the kids are out and you hear about all these people divorced, it's because they have no life together. They're like looking at each other going, yeah. I don't even know you. Like we do with our kids. My wife and I have made a commitment. We are number one to each other, first and foremost. Our child is second to us. And, you know, that, that can be a lot of controversial topic, but I, I really don't care. I, I mean, my daughter is, is it's going to take a special man to get my daughter because I'm going to strive to be the husband that, that, is something that is almost out of reach for her to grab. And and I hope that that has happened. I mean, I'm going to fail. I'm going to have tons of problems. <laughs> trust me. Um, but it is something that I'm going to keep it a conscious thought at the forefront to when the things are, when I am start slipping of some way, that I'm catching myself that my daughter gets to see that. And I think that sometimes we forget how important that is. And I, I would tell you, my best piece of advice is your spouse is still your number one. And no matter how much you love that child, that child needs to be on their own one day. They need to see what that healthy relationship is. And, and, and when your child is gone, you and your wife need to still have some things, or you and your husband still need to know each other and be, have things in common. Heath Oaks, how can people get a hold of you? At Heath Oaks or at Ignorance on Fire. Google that. Look me up Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, and secondshotcast at gmail.com. You can look up Chad at Watch Chad. He'll be back next episode. 
So, what about you guys? Oh, gosh. You can find us at the Real News Communications Network.com, uh, iTunes at RNCN, YouTube, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, Podcast.com. Anywhere you can find Second Shot, you'll find us. See you guys. Been. Thanks a lot. Thank y'all you. have a good one. Destination for premium talk radio.